What's up, guys? Welcome to Breaking Walls, episode number 32. My name is James Scully. Today on Breaking Walls, I sit down for a conversation with artist Stephanie Guzman about certain things that we can do in the new year to de-stress. Stephanie is a self-taught artist. Stephanie has experience using a course called Momentum to help her push forward through some baggage that she had in her life and things that she had told herself about worthlessness and things like that. Also, Stephanie is experienced with something called essential oils. What are essential oils? How can you use them? Stephanie tells us about all of these things. It's January. It's 2016. Welcome. Happy New Year, if I haven't wished you that yet. If you are just for the first time listening to Breaking Walls, you can find more information about The Wall Breakers on thewallbreakers.com. You can also get these podcasts on iTunes and SoundCloud. If you do that, rate us, review us. By subscribing, it helps the algorithm and more people will see these podcasts. I feel like 2016 is going to be a big year one way or another. If you live in America, we have a tremendous presidential election this year that the results could honestly define the direction that this country goes in. I've found that for all of our unity, there is equally as much segregation, as much seeming hate and anger of the unknown. And uh, I think we we have a responsibility, guys, to band together, to try to be as happy internally as we can be, to see the good in other people, to understand that we're all human beings, and we all generally want the same kinds of things, be it peace of mind, love, understanding, uh, a nice steak dinner every once in a while. You know, financial security would be very nice too. And it's incredibly important that if we're going to start to tackle anything in our life, or as I like to say, advance ourselves, we've got to find new ways to de-stress. One of them, I'll tell you, is vocabulary. Replace negative vocabulary with positive vocabulary when describing yourself. See how you feel. Other ways, Stephanie's going to get into. So keep it right here for Breaking Walls episode number 32 with Sound Bronx-based artist Stephanie Guzman. What's up, guys? Back on Breaking Walls, and my guest today is Stephanie Guzman, and I wanted to talk with Stephanie about different ways to distress in the new year. Stephanie is a self-taught artist. Stephanie also has an involvement with something called essential oils, and she can tell to you about some of the benefits that go into using these kinds of oils and just thinking about life in a more holistic, open way. So I want to welcome Stephanie to the podcast. Hi, everyone. Hey, James. Stephanie here. Happy New Year, guys. I'm going to ask you something first. Is there a negative stigma associated with coming from the South Bronx, growing up in the projects, as somebody who's done that? Most people don't really know what living in the South Bronx or growing up in projects is like. What's fact versus myth? Fact versus myth. All right, so facts would be not a lot of people in the South Bronx could afford private high schools or just high schools that are not in the South Bronx. They couldn't afford the education, so there was kids who did lack of a lot of knowledge out there, and it just became... I'm not sure exactly what happened, but they didn't know what else was out there. 
So what they didn't know, they've never seen it. So they stuck with what they know, which is the projects, which is that area, and just got comfortable and didn't chose not to do anything else. Myth is people are fighting every day, people are dying, you know, you'll get robbed every five minutes. It's pretty much a myth. I hear that a lot nowadays, especially when I introduce myself and say, I live in the South Bronx, I get this look like they're just feared for me. Um, so um, yeah, it's definitely a myth. I have tons of friends and family who are, who are living in the South Bronx and they're perfectly well and living healthy lives to this day. Talk to me, you mentioned something about the facts there being people staying in their own lane, maybe not realizing it or being afraid to venture out of their comfort zone, not feeling like you have the tools to handle that. And that, when we're talking about ways to de-stress, I would say generally a feeling of worthlessness is a huge reason for stress in yeah. someone's life. And if you're not given the tools to succeed or if you don't know where to look for them maybe, that's going to create stress in your life. Yes, not knowing. Talk to me about realizing then at some point in your young adult life that your own happiness was up to you and that you could control it in a positive way and that you could direct your life. I remember speaking with you and you saying that there was a point in your life where you felt very defensive and you, your confidence was low and, and that's why you got started in Momentum in the first place and why it was recommended to you. Talk to me about your mindset leading up to those moments, what exactly happened and how it pushed you forward. Momentum, I would describe it as a training course. You know, you you get to learn something, uh, a new muscle, and it's your choice whether to try it or not. A training, you know, whether you use it or not. I was introduced to Momentum about two years ago, and this was at a point where I didn't matter, where Stephanie didn't love Stephanie. And um, Stephanie, well, I was, at that time, I was scared of change. I was scared of not knowing what could happen in the future. I'd, I'd stress about it a lot. At that present, I surrounded myself with what I was comfortable with, which at the time I was in a pretty much intense relationship and I didn't know anything. I didn't think it could get better than this, so I just stayed there. It was my safety net. That's how I lived. Like, I settled down because it's what I was familiar with. And since I didn't know what else was out there, you know, I stayed in my bubble where it's easy, where it's, where it's familiar. So I'd say no to a lot of... I said no to a lot of things. And um, so that was me at that time. But I, I guess there was a part of me that wanted more that knew something was else that knew something else was out there but not exactly i had bumped into someone i haven't seen in years at the time i knew her she was very angry she's very arrogant she was very rude but she was no longer like that like this woman did a complete 360 and she is just the most loving powerful connected person i've ever met her name is pamela campbell that's she was also a guest on Breaking Walls, by the way. Yes, yeah, she was. She was very excited about that. Yes. No, wait, I just want to interrupt you for one second, because yeah. I think it's important to note. 
you said that Stephanie didn't love Stephanie. I, I want to say, though, that when you say that, you don't mean that, like, you were banging heroin in bathrooms or something. It wasn't like you weren't three steps away from death or something. You were just kind of bored and lacked confidence at that. So, but it wasn't like you had a job, you had a life. It wasn't. It's important to note that the problems that you were going through or what you were identifying as things you wanted to change, mm -hmm. there are things that everybody from time to time experiences and, and it's completely normal. And you want, it's very relatable, your issues. They're still very serious because you could have just stayed in your lane and gone that way. You understood in the back of your mind that something better was out there because you were unhappy. I can say this, that um, in the beginning of Momentum, I got to the root of how I was living, you know, living fearful, living, um, well, yeah, fearful, then arrogant, therefore selfish. Um, what were you afraid of? I was afraid to speak up. I was afraid to be in that spotlight. I was afraid to accept that I'm more creative and artistic than others because I didn't know what could happen. Okay. I risk either embarrassment, I risk of being judged, and I risk failure, rejection. So momentum was helping you pull back the layers and get to the, the kernel of the truth where it came from. Yes, it did. And that allowed me to understand it, to appreciate it, to um, be grateful for it. So are you grateful that you experienced this course? Of course. Of course, because now I'm more self-aware of myself and what I really want. Were you producing art regularly before going to Momentum? I was, but it was usually for school. Okay. Know, art class, art projects. Basically all my professors, all my teachers were like, you have a gift. We want to do something about it. I was always afraid to. And it should also be noted that you have sold multiple pieces of art I in did. the time since Momentum. I did. Right after Momentum, I... Honestly, had that momentum where, you know, I can do anything I want and I can get it now. So I finally had my first art show ever after I've been daydreaming about it. Um, I sold paintings from college, from homework that I did in college. And I also sold some of my high school work too. Which is blew me away. So yeah, ever since I've been, I've been having a lot of success and great feedback from a lot of people. And had you never had the courage to just put yourself out there, for instance, okay, you just said I sold some pieces from high school. They would probably at one time, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, been a strong part of you that would have said, how could anything I did in high school have any kind of value? Exactly. That's how I felt. Like. I didn't matter. Now, this course, Momentum. Mm -hmm. It is located on 45th between 2nd and 1st. If you're in the New York area. But also, they have courses for Momentum going on in other places, correct? Other cities. Yes. Uh, they have one on the West Coast in California, and they just opened one in Seattle, and it's been great. It's, we just had great results. So if people want to 
hear more about this course, they can search online for Momentum Self-Help. Yes. And it'll take you, and they'll, they'll pull up the URL so people can Google this. They can Google Momentum Education. And how often are these courses, give or take, to your knowledge? How It's once a month, twice a month. How often are these courses beginning? A couple of times a month. They do it all throughout the year, and they give it pretty often. Okay. Yeah. And this is a daily intensive course, correct? Like, so if people start this course, it's for like a week and it's a lot of hours. Well, <laughs> so the first course, it's about four days. Second course, four days. And third, about once a month for three months. Four days of transformational work. And to me, it was definitely more powerful and spiritual. So it'd be four, four days to finish one course. And they're also offering these courses during the day. They have an evening course, correct? So that if people are working full-time, they can still do this. Their hours are from the evening and all throughout the weekend. It, it's convenient for people who have a full-time job and want to really yeah. buckle down and get something done in a week's time. Mm -hmm. You mentioned to me you've sold pieces of art since going to Momentum. Do you know how many pieces you sold, give or take? About seven pieces. I also scan my artworks so I can put them in little little frames and I would sell those about like $30 a print and I've sold a few of those too, well, a lot of those actually. At one time you had college professors who told you that your artistic talent was a gift and you should use it. Mm -hmm. Now that you are creating art, you're two years removed from going to Momentum, the effects of Momentum are now, at this point, long-standing in your life. It's not new anymore. You're used to living as a confident version of yourself. When you're creating art, what is that doing to you internally? How do you feel? What's the inner peace that it brings you? The confidence that it helps foster? How, how are you feeling now that you're doing something that you want to be doing? It's mostly a way of me letting my emotions out, tangible. Like some people have music, they play their instrument when they're feeling a certain way. Some people box. This was my form of releasing any type of stress or any type of emotions. And it relaxed me because I, I felt like I was just letting it go. Well, I am relaxed in that state of mind when I paint. Would you say then that doing something that you feel most natural doing allows you to heal other parts of your life because you're so relaxed that you work through this stuff as you're creating something? It's almost meditative mm -hmm. in that regard. While you're making art, because it's so natural, it has allowed you to mentally process other aspects of your life as they're going on and advance them. I've been finding it more easier to relax now that I did discover this exercise, this technique. It's made it easier. Also, I can do this as a career at the same time. So it, it's pretty fun. And I'd want, I'd, growing up, I was, I was just shocked at looking at these people on TV, you know, so famous just out of, because of singing, because of singing. Like, I sing in my shower, and who knows, like, I could make millions just from doing this such fun activity. And just from putting yourself out there. Putting yourself out there, being comfortable. It became easier 
it became easier because for so long I've been getting feedback how my work is it's pretty it's pretty cool and it that helped me that supported me with my confidence and it allowed me to believe that this this could continue as long as I want to because I've been given results that it has it's working and it's up to me to continue this or and also it's up to me to be afraid of it and give up because it's just too much. Well, you're not recommending that people give up. You're actually saying that you're just telling people your decisions in life are yours. You make them for yourself. So all of the happiness in the world can be yours as well. You also take uh, salsa classes and things like that, right? Things that you do that are furthering your self-expression, they're fun, they keep you in shape. You love salsa, you love Spanish dance. Yeah, that actually started right after I did Momentum. Um, I've always admired salsa, the way the girls would, you know, do those 20 spins, move so elegantly and fast, the Spanish music at that. And look so angry the entire time. <laughs> and look so angry on top of that. I had started salsa right after Momentum, and um, it, was, it was great. It was another thing of mine where I wanted to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, which is me trying something new, Standing in front of people, listening to them criticize me, so I went for it. And I'm so glad I did, because after a couple of months at the first studio, they were like, you gotta compete with us, you know, you're super awesome. And I'm like, holy cow, great. I actually didn't though. Uh, maybe a few weeks later, I was introduced to another salsa studio, and I fell in love with these guys. And it just so happened they wanted me to compete with them too. So I was getting a big head at the moment, but it was also a great reminder where when you put yourself out there, when you're open to new opportunities, you know, it's you get you get results. It becomes a beautiful result. And it only takes, you know, just that choice whether you wanna try something different or still continue the same thing, getting the same results. So this time I chose, you know, I wanted to do something different and let's see what happens. That's an interesting thing at the end of it that you just said. It's something that I've thought a lot about. Part of the reason to change is that if you're unhappy, the path that you've been taking is the one that's causing the unhappiness. So the thing that you're afraid of, why not just try it because it'll get you out of this state. Like it's not natural for people to be unhappy or fearful or lack confidence. It's not in our human nature. The world around us is so beautiful. You mentioned that something like, you believe in God and you said the universe is love and you said God is love. So in that way, the universe and God are the same thing. So the splendor that we're taught in Psalms and, and Shakespearean verse is the world around us and, and it's there for us at every moment and we could totally appreciate it. Definitely. I believe that we are energy. So you physically, mentally want to fill yourself with good energy, with positive things. Um, you want to take care of your body. You want to eat more greens, substitute it with essential oils. Um, discovering new gifts like dancing and painting and doing it as a to, to relax you. You know, you higher your vibrations and the more higher they are, the more happier. And the more open. More open, more loving, more trusting, more powerful, more confident. 
you know, you open up a, a new doors and, and infinite possibilities. I think that there's a person inside of us that we all wish we could be. Everybody has that. There's somebody in us. It's like the, the essence of who we are. And I think that the more that you put yourself out there and the more you allow your confidence to grow just by being yourself and allowing... Self-confidence is just to know and be able to express oneself truthfully. That's really what self-confidence is. And you're talking about, you just said raising vibrations. I think we can be those people. There's somebody inside of us that we can, we can be that person that we think in our hearts that we, we would love to be. We can be that. It's there for us, and, and it's one day at a time, and it's not that hard. I mean, if you can picture it, it's definitely possible. Right. Right? So this is where you ask yourself, you know, do I really want this? It's either that or what I've been having in the past. And um, do I love myself to do this, to build the courage? Because courage also comes from love. Right. So, do um, people have any reason why they should not love themselves? They have no reasons not to what about guilt what about it is there any point to it even if somebody did something dastardly or what they think is dastardly no that's that's just mean <laughs> why would you make somebody feel guilty that just sounds like blame and irresponsible even for murder if a murderer has guilt what exactly is your question can we can we forgive guilt for uh, victimizers and things like that because if you think that, like, two sides, there's a victim and a victimizer, maybe changing the way we think is, does that have something to do with being able to forgive the person who committed the act as well as the person who received the act? And Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, if you don't forgive, then you hold a grudge or you become upset. And that only distresses your body. That only puts your body in dis-ease. So even if you're not forgiving someone else for doing something to you at the end, then you're just reliving it over and over again. You're holding it. You're living in the past. So when you forgive, you're, in, you're at peace. I feel like a lot of people, you know, it, 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 even the thought of forgiving someone who betrayed them is painful enough. But it, it, it's painful for for a reason, yes, the hurt is there, the pain is there, but you want to <laughs> let it go, let it go, forgive yourself, forgive them, forgive yourself especially for not knowing better, forgive yourself that you've done the best that you can for, of what you know, <laughs> forgiveness is definitely in that list too. Where does essential oils come in? What are essential oils? You introduced me to them, maybe it's because I'm a man, so maybe I'm not looking at oils, whether they be essential or not, unless they're olive oil. But uh, how does uh, something like that come into play? How, where, where do you introduce to essential oils? How did you find it? All right, so essential oils was something else that Pamela Campbell introduced me to. Oh, okay. This was all at the same time she introduced me to Momentum. And she asked me randomly, you know, put this on and tell me how you feel. So this was my first experience of these oils. And after she put it on my forehead, my temples, I, all of a sudden, I felt so alert, so like high energy. And it was this, so, this intense feeling, like I was just so focused. And she ended up telling me, oh, okay, good, because this is a focus blend. So after that, that um that reaction you know i was kind of sold 
and um, I learned how essential oils, they're, they're a liquid that comes from plants, that comes from different parts of a plant, that comes from the roots, bark, leaves, stems. They support you with health conditions. And there's different ones. And there's different ones. They're, um, they're grown throughout all the world, different plants, peppermint, lavender, rose, basil. And these are also things that we're cooking with. They're more concentrated versions of something that you might buy a tea of, correct? Like yeah. a ginkgo tea, you're gonna, you can get an oil. Yeah, so these oil sacs that live in plants, they're about 40, 60 times more potent than dry herbs. Um, one drop of peppermint oil is equivalent to about 26 peppermint teas. They're very powerful, very potent, and um, the way it's processed through this company, it's it's magnificent. You get the, the purity of these oils and all their benefits, which can support you physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And you can also cook and clean with them. And also, you were just mentioning that Pam had put them on the oil on your forehead. Mm -hmm. Granted, so it's the focus blend, so it makes sense to put it on, on an area that is going to control your focus, your brain. Yeah. But it's concentrated and it's like right to the source. So anybody listening who has ever used a Dr. Bronner's product or has ever smoked a, a joint and wants to, you know, we're talking about herbal supplements here that are completely legal and very beneficial to people's health, that they can use them for different things, drink them. And it's nothing new, too. I forget, you know, Egyptians were using these, Greece, Rome, Asia, um, old wives' tales. Sure. You know, our mom reminds us that, you know, when we have a stomach ache, drink peppermint tea or... Right. Rub some peppermint leaves on you, ginger. You know, it's nothing new. And I'm just so grateful I was given this information because now I feel a responsibility to share this with the community was the world you know people deserve this so that's what I'm also doing too as well as the art can you tell me the company in which you buy and share information about essential oils through yes yeah, so the company it is doTERRA that's d-o-t-e-r-r-a yes okay they're based in Utah and um this is my favorite essential oil company. One, because of that first instant reaction I got. And two, they grow their, their they, they farm in different parts of the world so they can get the most benefits, they're, they're the best grown from. And that definitely plays a huge role on how it communicates with your body. And people can find these in, in Stores like Macy's and places like that, or do you have to order them online? You would have to order them online. From the specific brand? From the specific brand. Or if you have um, a rep, such as me, that would kind of be my role. You would buy it, you would buy it through their website. Okay. Because this is also a network marketing company where people can get extra income. So... In some ways, you're a 21st century version of a door-to-door -door salesman with these products. Yeah, pretty much. I am sharing the word at salons, grocery stores, and I would invite them to a gathering where I can teach about it.
I think an interesting thing that's coming to light as we're talking, financial stress is a huge source of stress for people, a lot of people in this world. Yes. And I've been recently interested in something called psychic economics. And what psychic economics essentially are, are everything other than the money that goes into your job. So how you feel as you go there day to day. Everything from your commute to the office environment to the perks to the stability or tenuous nature of your actual employment in a place. I'm of the belief also that for myself, I need to open up as many veins that I can make money through because of the tenuous nature of the world economics at the moment. You have sold artwork, you sell oils, you do what you need to do to make money so that you can live in New York City. Mm -hmm. Would you have been able to do that had you not gone to Momentum? Would I have not get a job? Would you be able to be entrepreneurial and have the confidence to be able, and even the confidence to be able to work on multiple things without that kind of stability where you keep pushing yourself further and further? No, I don't think I would have done that before Momentum. Well, okay, so Momentum aside, you have this kind of training. Mm -hmm. To those who might be listening who are at a job, and we're not saying that everybody's unhappy at jobs and things like that, but those who are stressed about their current standing in life, what's the other side like of not being stressed, of having the confidence? What, what do you want to tell those people as a message to why they could join you on the other side? Oh, um, the message would be, do you want to be happy? And I think after that, you would name a list of stuff, things that make you happy. And once you start doing those top three, it becomes easy. You gain more conf you 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 gain more confidence. You trust that you could do this because you've been doing it, and um, go with it, have fun with it, be proud and be happy of what you created. And I believe that we all have a gift, a a different gift than the next person, and we can do something. And it's not something we're not familiar with, you know. You've heard the saying, do what you're passionate about because you'll become more successful. It's, it's the same thing. I'd say, you know, list the top 100 things you can do to make money and just do that because it's coming from you. It's coming from something you want to do. How do you feel as a person who lives in the present tense, understanding that you can't live in the past or the future, you have to live right now? Would you say that's a big part of what you've learned? It's definitely a huge part of um, what I learned because that's what I also found out about myself, that I was living in the past. And there was times where I was very defensive. I was very arrogant. I was very closed. And it was because of what I've been through, not knowing that this new opportunity, this new person is new and that I know nothing about. So if already I'm trying to fight with them, it's because of, of what happened in the past. So let's say if that, all the stuff, bad stuff I went through in the past had didn't happen, you know, I'd be introduced to this new person with no judgment, with no reason not to enjoy their company. And yeah, or any job opportunity or whatever, new person you meet, I'll use people. What are you still struggling with today? It's more of... I'm still struggling with more confidence in myself. And luckily, I've been introduced to different form of transformation, uh, meditating, 
oils, it, it reminds me that, yes, Stephanie, you've been through a lot. Forgive yourself. Move on. You deserve to be happy. You got this. So it, it, it is... Uh, to trust. It is, it's, it's, it's a pendulum for me because for so long I didn't trust myself. For so mm -hmm. long I didn't trust this gift. I didn't trust... The gift of life? The gift of my creativity. You know, I didn't trust it. It was good enough. I didn't trust that I was good enough. So, definitely um, trust. How far down the road are you looking at things when you try to figure things out? Um, next 10 years. Really? Next 10 years? Well... That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> For somebody who, who, for somebody, okay, because I was going to say, for somebody who's so present, to be able to think 10 years down the road. No, career-wise, you know, I definitely want want my huge commercial space and be known, introduced in Latina magazine, so stuff like that. But that's just me having a vision. That's me of knowing where I want to go and trust. Trust in yourself that you know how to get there. Trust in myself. And trust the universe, you know, okay. that it's got my back. So what you just said there, and I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to really cut you off. Trust the universe that it's got your back. That's a mindset right there. That if, if you're defensive and think that the universe is out to get you, you'll never have the confidence to venture out of your comfort zone because you'll think you're always on orange or red alert and have to defend yourself. Mm -hmm. But if you trust that the universe has got your back, then you can fly. Yep. Do you have anything that you want to plug besides momentum and the doTERRA oils? Anything personal? I think the universe plays a big part. You know, I believe in I believe in God. I believe in love. I believe in the universe is love. If you love something, you know, you take care of it, right? Mm -hmm. So I believe in God is love, and He's gonna send me in that direction, and He's gonna guide me there, which are people I meet or opportunities I come upon you know that's the universe having my back you know this is um it just makes things easier for me that state of mind where I put myself I say to myself that everything happens for a reason and um the law of attraction the law of attraction definitely you are what you feel you attract what you feel things Thoughts become things. Yeah, I, I, I do believe in that. And it's worked out for me. It's kind of how I got here. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what's worked for me so far. And I've been very grateful. If people want to reach out to you about doTERRA, how can they do so? Uh, I have a website. Okay. I can give you my... <laughs> yeah, please. Right now. So it's my doTERRA, M-Y-D-O-T-E-R-R-A dot com slash Stephanie D-G. Stephanie. With a P-H. Yes, with a P-H and an A-N-I-E. If people want to uh, buy artwork from you or people want to reach out to you on social media, are you interested in giving any of that information? Yeah, of course. So for Facebook, it would be Stephanie Guzman, G-U-Z-M-A-N. Look for the girl with the big curly hair. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I want to thank you for talking to me today. I think uh, these two particular things, momentum, doTERRA, and just the confidence that you have been able to instill in yourself 
I think they're good ways for people to handle stress in 2016. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Jane. Sure. Stephanie, thank you for a wonderful chat. Thank you for a wonderful friendship as well. Of course, our friendship is ongoing, but I'd like to stop and say thank you publicly. If you have any questions or comments or concerns about anything that Stephanie spoke about, check out the information on either soundcloud.com slash thewallbreakers about this episode, or if you're on iTunes and you're on your mobile device, scroll down, you can see Stephanie's links, Momentum, Education, doTERRA, Facebook, Stephanie, you got it. I have four personal goals for 2016, and they're weekly goals. I want to, once a week, have dinner with a friend, or go out, do something with a friend. I want to do something similar with someone I don't know that well yet, aka make more friends. There's no reason why we can't make friends, new friends, in our 30s, and our 40s, and our 50s. There's no reason why we couldn't do that. Another thing I want to do is go on a photographic excursion at least once a week. I love to shoot photography, cityscapes, landscapes. New York has such wonderful opportunities to shoot photos of everything that you see around you. And when I do that, I find that I feel very much at balance. And the fourth thing that I want to do at least once a week is go to an open mic. Get up there, speak, feel comfortable in front of a crowd. It's very important. The more comfortable we are in our own skin, the further we see. I'm a believer that life is multi-layered and when we are insecure, we tend to look inward, so we can't really see what's around us because we're so busy worrying about how we look in what's surrounding us. But when we are confident, when we know what we want, we can look around at the world and see more and more layers. The more confident we are in our own skin, the more clarity we see around us. It's like Bruce Lee said, got to try to be like water if we can be and just flow in the world around us and be happy because there is beauty around us at all times. I also am trying to make it a point to carry only three, roughly, emotions with me on a day-to-day -day basis, in theory. I want to carry gratitude for being who I am and being in the world around me and all of the opportunities that I have been afforded in my life. I'm very grateful for my friendships, for my past learning experiences, humbling experiences. I want to carry joy because there's so much joyfulness in the world, we can contribute more to it. And I want to carry confidence slash strength because that's what allows us to take affronts to our character and understand where they're coming from and not take things as personally. That's a way that we can get places in the world. Where are we going to go without confidence? And it's on this note that I say to you guys, please keep getting out there. It's January. I know it's hard to get out there sometimes, and it's easy to hibernate in the winter, but there's no excuse to take two months off from life. So try to see what we can do, guys. If it's too cold, I know that it's tempting. There's less sunlight these days, but you got to keep getting out there, guys. Keep breaking those walls. My name is James Scully. Until January 15th, this has been Breaking Walls, episode number 32. And until January 15th, like I just mentioned, I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you very much, and have a great week.